Hafiday, welcome to another episode of Real Talk, where we talk about everything about movies. My name is Ken Nicholas. I'm joined by Jason Salas and Uncle Ken on hey. the ones and twos. Hello. And uh, today we got a special topic, but before we get into it, we've taken quite a break uh, from Real Talk. So we're going to talk about some movies that we watched recently or shows. Jason, you watch anything lately? Oh, man. I, uh, I've watched a bunch of documentaries. I've watched some indie stuff, you know, just on online. I've just stumbled across some stuff. I would have been watching primarily most of the Disney Vault, but Disney Plus does not work on Guam, mm. so that was a that heartbreak city for me. Like the last week, yeah, you know, it's, it's and I, I've heard that like a lot of people got their accounts hacked. Like thirty percent of uh, Disney Plus owners have their accounts have been compromised. I think that was, oh, when it mm. launched in Australia because it launched two days ago, as we record this in Australia, and they said like yeah, like a third of the accounts apparently were gained access to and sold on the dark web <laughs> wow that's wow. scary so you know what doesn't have that problem is uh going to the movies <laughs> going to the movies at tango theaters definitely check out some new movies there or using docomo's uh service right you could catch a lot of new movies there so definitely check them out they've got some good ones coming up Actually, we, yeah, we run the uh, commercial on KUAM, and you know, it's it's amazing to me because I'm old enough to remember that when they call it the, the windowing effect, right? When a when a movie would have its theatrical release, because even back to like in the '80s, you know, you'd show a movie in the theater for like what, maybe two months, and then it would literally be like two and a half years before it would be on VHS, and maybe if you were lucky, it would be on what Guam Cable TV used to call the premium channel, maybe like a year later. But I mean, mm-hmm. these days. You know, it's on iTunes, you know, 15 days after it finishes its I mean, like 35 days after. It's still, like, it's not that quick. But, I mean, I guess now they're doing some releases that happen directly after. And Docomo stuff, I mean, they pick it up right after it finishes its theatrical run. So that's a great way to get movies. Yeah, definitely. So, um, Uncle Ken, you watch anything recently? No. No. No Actually, I don't have the time to do that. Oh, you're so busy. Uh, very, very busy. Just like you folks. That's why we took a hiatus here for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But we had time to contemplate today's topic. We did. And, you know, so. Yeah, a little bit, yes. There is a new movie. I watched a new movie. I've been watching some movies. Watch Ford versus Ferrari. The story about how Ford uh, became, uh, you know, a racing brand at some point, right? Uh, a story of Ken Miles, a driver uh, who won quote-unquote won a 24 hours of Le Mans. Is that how you say it? Yep. Le Mans. Yeah. And uh, the it's enduro actually, race. it's an incredible story. Um, it has Matt Damon uh, and Christian Bale. Christian yeah. Bale. Is, is it just me or did this movie like just completely come out of nowhere? I mean, yeah, obviously. It seems I, that way. With, I with the really cast know. that high and with, you know, I mean, with A-list actors like Christian Bale and Matt Damon, you would think that Hollywood would have been pumping this up for, you know, months in advance. I, I don't recall seeing any trailers, <laughs> hearing anything about this. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, Christian Bale and Matt Damon in this. It's kind of weird because I went to Tango Theaters like last week. Maybe it was Friday or Saturday. And, and my wife and I were, you know, we wanted to watch a movie. And I actually wanted to watch something else. I don't remember what I was planning on watching. But then, you know, we saw Christian Bale on a poster. You know, I'm a Christian Bale fanboy. So I'm just like, oh, let's go watch a new Christian Bale movie. It's got to be pretty good, right? And it turns what, out. It was what was the time excellent. period of this movie? I mean, I guess the six. 60s probably right yeah or when i when did the well because i remember when i heard ford versus ferrari no maybe 80s actually maybe 80s oh really or like late 70s early 80s i would think that i mean i've seen okay i've seen a couple of the tv commercials and maybe some of the trailers on youtube and it seems like their manner of dress puts it maybe like late 70s yeah sometime around 60s 70s that's what i thought 
Well, I mean, I could ask questions or preface it with certain facts, but I don't want to spoil the story. Well, everybody, so. everybody looks like Evil Knievel, basically. They have the oh, all white, the all white fire Late retardant 70s. suit with, you know, like with the, the color stripes. And this was before they named the Shelby, the Mustang. Mm-hmm. All the... That's, that's what it's called, right? The Shelby. The Shelby GT? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So this was before they made that. because the Before guy they named made, Eleanor? Before. Because, <laughs> gone in 60 yeah, seconds? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but see, before they made that, the guy who made that, his name is Shelby. Something Shelby. Mm-hmm. And he is the one who built the race car for Ford for the Le Mans. So, uh, now, what's interesting. And that's Matt Damon's character. So Because you think of the two... The two automotive brands, right? Ford and Ferrari. N- never in a million years, at least from a residential standpoint, would you ever have Ford and Ferrari in the same context of whatever conversation? Because you're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'm a single man, you know, like in that's 45 years old and you're, you know, in your mid 30s and you're happily married and everything like that. We would probably have Ford's. You know, to usher our families around, you know, to go run errands and everything like that. We never have a Ferrari to drive on Guam. Well, you, we, uh, with the roads the way they are, we'd never have a Ferrari to <laughs> yeah. drive on Guam. But Conversely, you know, you I know. mean, if you were into high-performance European cars and everything like that, Ford would never even enter the conversation. But th- this this movie does chronicle, like, what kind of, like, you know, bridge the gap between the two worlds. Because, right? yeah, I, you know, Ford wanted to be synonymous with fast. High-performance. Yeah. So, and, I mean, this is before, you know, the Mustang really, like, reached the height of its popularity, right? So, uh, it's interesting to see the marketing strategy behind how they approached it because, like, honestly, that the guy in the marketing department who decided that they should uh, enter a high-speed race that cost millions of dollars to kind of fund and develop tech for and which was just like putting all their eggs in one basket. Like, you know, he really lucked out because, you know, it worked out for them, but it could easily have not. Um, and it was a really good movie. Um, so today we're talking about Christian Bale. Because Christian Bale is a co-star of the movie. He did really well. Um, and he has got a lot of movies under his belt since 1987. So we're talking... Uh, 86. 86. Yeah, and, uh, Anastasia miniseries. And uh, uh, you know that, that that was put out back in 1986, and and then he did TV for a couple of years, and then in 1987, that's when he went into Mio in the land of Faraway. So, uh, you know, he even appeared in Empire of the Sun. Now, Empire of the Sun is when most people became aware of him. But can I go out on a limb and say Christian Bale? It's not much of a stretch, but Christian Bale, greatest actor of this current generation. It's so hard to say what like the current generation is because I guess there's like an overlap. Well, let's fr- yeah, let's frame that. Yeah. I I wouldn't lump him in the same when you say generation. I wouldn't lump him in the same group of actors to include female, male and female as Daniel Day Lewis. He's he's not in that group. Daniel Day Lewis kind of like precedes him like a little bit. But I would definitely say Christian Bale, Robert Downey Jr., um, Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Leon Ah Leon. Well, yeah, Leo, Leo should be in there. Um, uh, Leo's younger than him, right? He's got to be in there. Yeah, he's he's younger, a lot younger. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise precedes him, so Tom Cruise is in a different, you know, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks. That's in a different. Bruh, Christian Bale is a way better actor than Tom Cruise. I gotta agree. Like this is like hands down. Come on now. Okay, would you? Oh, that's a fair point. Christian Bale's probably one of the best actors. You would say, you would say Christian Bale's a better actor. 
is he is he as big of a movie star? No, no, no. Because Tom, I mean, Cruise, well, maybe you know, arguably, right? Because Tom Cruise, about. just by his presence in a project, is going to is going to call him for himself two hundred million dollars worth of a payday, and it's it's already going to be like blockbuster material. I mean, it's guaranteed. It's interesting. Except for the mummy. <laughs> it's interesting because, like, you know, now Tom Cruise, I guess you could kind of consider him a method actor since he does all his own stunts and stuff now, right? Like, so I guess he's kind of, you know, at the tail end of his career, he's trying to develop, like, a more complete role as an actor. Uh, Christian Bale can act. And he, he's a chameleon, man. So he's amazing. I mean, like, he he's is, seen him in like, so when we talk about roles. method acting thing, like Daniel Day-Lewis, right? Pacino, Phoenix. Pacino, those guys yeah, are right. different. Although obviously not the same again generation, but but yeah. Al Pacino, you know the method actor is method actor. Yeah, and then Christian, Christian Bale. <laughs> Christian Bale definitely uh, he fits that mold. And I guess we're gonna go through some movies. Like I, I try to like cut my list down to ten. It was so difficult. So maybe about fourteen. Probably won't talk about <laughs> many of them. But um, okay, who do you like better, Leonardo DiCaprio or Christian Bale? If you had to choose between one, of I, you know they're different. They're different. I like both of their acting. Like I mean, you can't pick one or the other. They're both great actors. Leo has has really really benefited from incredible screenplays and being able to work with tremendous directors. I mean, Christian Bale's no slouch either. I mean, he worked with um, on the Batman series. He worked with Christopher Nolan and Terrence Amick. Like I mean, yeah. he's worked with a lot of good directors. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. So, wait, how many I, Oscars does Leo have? One. Uh, Leo finally has one Oscar, right, for the the movie with the bear, where the bear yeah. ate him, right? Christian Bale has an Oscar, right? So he has an Oscar for the Fighter, where the he fighter. played Dickie Eklund or whatever Dickie his Warren. name. Yeah. And then, um, you know, so I don't know. But his range is so broad. I mean, you see, like, okay, he does he does Batman. He does the fighter, you know. I mean, he he even does these like these quirky, you know, offshoot movies where he's very very gruff, like Reign of Fire, which is a favorite of ours. Um, and then he does something like The Big Short, where he actually was the standout star from The Big Short. Bizarre role when he played Dr. Michael Burry, that you know that that you know the the savant investor. Mm, from um, The Big Short, yeah. Yeah, incredibly, you know eccentric individual and everything like that brilliant guy but you know like really really troubled and he sold that role i mean you know everybody else was kind of like you know just reciting lines and everything like that christian bale like really nailed it in the big short i've always felt so let's i mean before we go into individual movies i'm gonna give you the quick two minute summary of christian bale's acting career right so he's a kid 1987 empire of the sun you know, did some other movies. Like, seven years later, did Little Woman, right? And that was, like, the first time he ever got the main male lead or the the main uh, male lead role, right? He played Laurie in Little Woman. Um, and then you know, he did American Psycho in 2000 where he got super ripped. That's the first time I really remember. And that's probably a lot of people say that is breakout role, right, where yeah. he played Patrick Bateman. Uh, then he did Reign of Fire right after that two years later. And... Um, and I, I read, I watched the interview with him where he said, "Okay, this is like a post. The movie is set in a post-apocalyptic world, so food is scarce. So, but you know, I work out in the field and like whatnot, and I do all this physical activity. So, I wanted to be pretty big, but not 
super ripped like I was in American Psycho, so I kind of lost some muscle and just tried to be a little leaner. And then I saw Matthew McConaughey, and he was super ripped, and, you know, <laughs> I felt like I should have worked out more for the movie, right? I just thought it was pretty interesting. And he did Equilibrium. Then he lost 63 pounds to play uh, Trevor Resnick and The Machinist, which is a movie about a guy who hasn't slept for one year, works in a factory, hasn't lost. And then they had to, like, tell him to stop losing weight because he was, like, 120 pounds, right? Yeah. And then, like, he did Batman Begins, like, a couple of years later, one year later, six months later, gained 100 pounds to play Bruce Wayne. He was kind of portly for... No, not portly, bro. He was ripped. Yeah, he was, he was, he was buff. For, for, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, maybe it's not up to your standards of muscle definition that you like in your action stars, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I always thought he was kind of like a, like a little bit on the bigger side for, for Batman. Okay. No, 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 bro. He was ripped. Did you like, bro, did you like, the, definitely not the, did you like the unique flavor that he brought to Batman? Because every, yeah. everybody always criticizes the voice. Why does he always have to talk like this? I, I guess the voice was kind of weird, right? But, I mean, that, that's probably the best Did he do that, like, ever. midway through the movie? That's when he started doing that? No, no. From, he did from it the from the very beginning. Yeah. He, he was always very soft-spoken yeah, yeah. As, as Bruce Wayne. And then when he was Batman, I mean, he, he was a little, you know. Yeah, he's like, where are you? Here. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you got to hide the voice, right? If you'd like, be like, oh, Bruce, yeah. is that you? But I, I like, <laughs> like a, a pair I, of glasses. I, like, I like the fact, as opposed to like Michael Keaton, who played, you know, Bruce Wayne and Batman in, in um, Tim Burton's 1989 mm-hmm. film about Batman. I always felt that Christian Bale really did a better job of playing up how much of a playboy Bruce Wayne was. I mean, mm-hmm. because he's not just this, you know, sophisticated socialite with, you know, more money than God. Um, he was actually very irresponsible. You know, he shows up at those big fancy fundraiser dinners at Gotham with, you know, three loose women and, you know, he's blitzed and, you know, just, you yeah. know, compl- you know, embarrassing his friends that, and everything that like freaked that. freaked me out, man. Yeah. I saw that. That's Batman. Yeah. And the origin, I mean, Jack Kirby's Batman, going all the way back to, like, you know, the, the origins of Batman, Batman is a troubled individual. He's, mm-hmm. he's someone who, you know, despite all of the stuff that he's trying to do to, to cleanse his soul and, like, you know, re- redeem himself by, you know, by protecting his beloved city, he can't escape his past. And I, I felt that Christian Bale was, did the best at that. I, I think, like, well, when we talk about Christian Bale, I think the most popular uh, film, obviously, the most popular films are, obviously, the Batman films, right? The Dark Knight trilogy. But I actually don't think his acting is that good in that movie, or in that series. Like, I mean, it's not bad, but, like... It wasn't... Standout, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, like, the movie all around is a gem, it's great, but yeah, it's not that good because uh, wait, who played Bane? Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy did really well in the third movie. I mean, the villains were always good, Tom Hardy was good, Heath Ledger was good as Joker, obviously, yeah, and then I mean, Liam Neeson and uh, wait, who played Robin Cillian Murphy, like, those guys were good, uh, Joe, Joe Lawrence guy, what's his name, uh. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Levitt or whatever. Levitt, yeah, Yeah, sorry. Um, I I thought that he was the breakout star from that movie. Yeah. Joseph Gordon, he had a lot of speaking lines, but I mean, you know, he's... Yeah, that's a good point. Christian Bale may not have even been the biggest star in the Batman movies. I mean, that's what everyone knows him for. It's such a popular series. Like, what other movies do you think... Like, if, if you were... Gonna tell someone to go catch a Christian Bale movie to see how good of an actor... I would still say uh, American Psycho. 
because he the dialogue that he has to to remember and recite from Brett Easton Ellis's original book is it's so long first of all I mean it's it's a ton of material when you when you say like you know he's going through um uh you know right before he brutally murders I think it was like when that scene when he's in he has like a three-way with like two hookers or something like that he picks up this really expensive you know escort level call girl and then he picks up you know some like some bus station streetwalker right and he goes yeah. back to his fancy you know um, upper east side loft and then he's having his way with them and everything like that but prior to that you know he's um he works out first and then he has these long passages of dialogue about you know about stupid 80s stuff just about like um Oh, like the song that he... The, Hall and Oates, yeah, 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 like yeah. about Maneater, you know, like uh, um, Rhythm is Gonna Get You by uh, Miami Sound Machine. Yeah, yeah, that's um, the fun. Yeah, and, it's yeah. just, and it's just, it goes on and on and on, and it's so self-indulgent, And but but I mean, he really embodied that character. I, he like, did, man. I mean, when he's flexing in the mirror, like, and everything, yeah. it's yeah. just like, that was, I mean, it's, it's a breakout. I mean, he, he had to handle the parts of the movie when he was going insane when he was this unbelievable narcissist when he was when he was covering up this hidden life that he thought he had mm-hmm. and then when he's in, like in you know in the boardroom talking all of that like high level you know ivy league educated nba stuff and everything like that he completely sold it i felt that's why i've i've always felt that um american psycho is is bale's like signature movie it's kind of a cult classic too cuz i mean not everybody really likes it it's kind of a Interesting. Well, it is disturbing, and I've I've said I've told people this many many times. I read the book about maybe a year and a half after I watched the movie. The book is a hundred times worse. I like Empire of the Sun. I think it's you know it's a Steven Spielberg right Spielberg yeah. directed that movie, and uh, I think it's just an interesting comment. Maybe it's because I was a kid when it came out as well, so it's kind of interesting. What war topic. was that? Uh, what war is what, that? The Second World War? I just remember how... Because he, he was living in World War II. Yeah, because yes, he's World living in China. Japanese. He's living in Hong Kong. Yeah. yeah, he's living in Hong Kong. There he is. Uncle King's got him out. God, look how... Look, God, he's a baby. Look how young he looks. Yeah. And they pull him out of Hong Kong. He gets separated from his family. And uh, and he's got to, like, walk the desert or something. I don't no, know. I know. He's with John Malkovich, and John Malkovich kind of teaches him, like, you know, to stop being a spoiled British rich kid and... You know, now that's kind not of, a good actor. Yeah, is obviously a very good actor as well. Uh, and then they get put in the internment camp, and you know, mm-hmm. stuff happens, which is. Uh, but that, I mean, it's an awesome role. Nineteen eighty-seven. I don't know how old he was there. Thirteen years old. There he was, born in seventy-four. So wait, he's my age? Yeah. Well, I, I actually thought I was much older than Christian Bale. I didn't realize he's forty-five. Yeah, I mean, wow. he just looks younger than you because he's ripped. Yeah, <laughs> works out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, gets a lot more uh, activity than you. I, yeah, well, I he's say. he's also yeah. you know more activity. <laughs> a, a lot of the stuff from uh, from American Psycho uses all that wonderful skin cream and you know, two hundred fifty dollar uh, toothpaste and so ridiculous. Uh, I mean, American Psycho, he was huge. Yeah, he was big, right? He was ripped in that movie. Yeah, no, yeah, and that's that's how Patrick Bateman was. You and know, then, he, you know, machinist, like like I said, he lost sixty three pounds. So I don't know. I assume he was like 230, maybe. No, no. Okay, wait. He maybe it was like 190 in the movie. He dropped down to like 130s. Yeah. And I, he's a big guy. He's not like you know. I've always I've always been impressed with Christian Bale with the range of of accents that he, that he can very effectively play. Because like what in the fighter he was about as Massachusetts as you yeah. get, right? Mickey Ward. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And that then, was a good movie too. I man, that was, was a super good, was good. Where he, you know, he played the the brother, right? And he was a druggie, and he was super skinny. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't like machinist skinny, but. I mean, he was skinny enough. Probably was like 145, 150 yeah. pounds. Like, again, going back to American Psycho, that movie came out and everyone was like, wow, what a sh- what a showcase for this guy that no one's ever heard of. It's like, oh, that that was that kid from Empire of the Sun. Empire oh, by the, the way, Sun. he's British. And, you know, this is that the fighter. That's the movie he won the Academy Award for. Mm. So best supporting actor. Right. And I mean, that says something when you have to <laughs> prop up somebody like Mark Wahlberg, you know, and then they they think that you do a good enough job to get the Academy Award for something like that. Mark Wahlberg doesn't exactly have the highest range of acting chops. So. We've used this barometer before on this podcast, but has he done comedy? Not explicitly, right? I mean, he, he's he's I, cracked a few jokes. And like I, mean, I can't think of any. Well, I mean, he's done like animated stuff, right? He did Pocahontas. Yeah, the boys. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't well, know. I can't think of. I, well, I, I mean, the the Big Short was a comedy. Oh well, actually, what is that movie? Uh, American Hustle, right? I mean, it's kind of a comedy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was and he good got nominated that. for an Academy Award there, too. Yeah. yeah, he was good in that movie. Yep, he played uh, Actually, he's good Irving Rosenfield. Yeah. What, what do you think is more... is more supportive of an actor's, like, true talent if, you, if you're nominated but you don't win for, like, you know, eight times in, like, say, like a decade... For like best actor, best that counts. Actor. Okay, now I no. know where we can go with or this. You just, or you're nominated and win once. It's better when you are nominated a bunch of times and you go because that just shows like every other movie you do, is good. You're good enough to be yeah. winning an Academy Award. Just for some reason, somebody was yeah. better than you that year. I mean, let's just put it this way: if some guy was nominated for Academy Award six times and got it six times and got it six times, that would be great. But if another guy was nominated nine times and got it three times that would be just as good if not better yeah and they market that with the actor like eight time you know oscar nominee there you go exactly lebron right yeah so i mean you could also be susan lucci (laughs) you could be nominated what 290 times or however many times (laughs) no emmy for you (laughs) and then she finally got it that one year but yeah oh you got he has been he has been heavily awarded too yeah yes Yeah. yeah and justifiably so I have a movie. We always talk about this movie. Why do we always talk about this movie? The Prestige. Because it's a good movie. It's just so good. Like that, I, man, yeah, that's, I guess it's my favorite Christian Bell movie. It is just so well done. Is, is that a Christopher Nolan movie? I think it was a Christopher Nolan movie. I think it is. So The Prestige, you got to check that out. Like the best movie, one of the best scripts. It is. David Bowie was there. Yes. You got to check it out. That's Tesla, remember? Wait, David Bowie was Nikola Tesla? Yeah, in that movie. I didn't know that. Well, let, let, let me check. Wait, Nikola, Nikolai, Nikola, Nikola Tesla. Nikolai. I'm from Guam, man. I don't know. We don't have that name here. Yo, well, Tesla did have their first their first start on Guam. That's Tesla, true. the band. Oh yeah, that's right. five man acoustical jam. They they did thank Guam in the in the liner notes of their CD. Yeah, as we learned at our trivia show last night yep. at the Cowboy, Cowboy Ninja. So. That was actually a question I was asking the crowd. I was like, hey, everybody remember Tesla? And everyone knew already where I was going with that. They're like, yep. They yeah. started on Guam. They played the Pesky David Bowie was, was Tesla. Wow. Yeah. He actually Have you watched like that Tesla? movie? You haven't watched it. The Prestige. The Prestige. No, I've heard oh. you and Asha talk about it a yeah, thousand times. It. It's, you got to watch it. Like, you can, I'm sure you can find it on one of your 30 streaming services that you use. You got to be able to find that. It's brilliant. Um, Out of the Furnace. You watch Out of the Furnace? No. Casey Affleck. 
Casey Affleck plays a war vet from like uh, Afghanistan, and you know he does a MMA fight in the backyard of like some place, and he's killed. And then uh, uh, Christian Bale just plays his brother uh, Russell Blaze, and then he tries to avenge the death of his brother. It's a pretty interesting movie. Um, didn't get a lot of recognition as I thought it would would get. Kind of went under the radar, but it's very very good. And you can find it definitely on a lot of services right now so uh, Christian Bale also has a tendency to play maybe not necessarily complicated characters but characters that are in complicated situations like again like the big short he played a that guy who was running a hedge fund he's has played in Reign of Fire he played the leader of like this little cult where he's protecting like a bunch of, of children he was also you know the de facto commander of you know this i mean even in those roles it's just so serious like he takes all the roles so roles so seriously like he he sells them all really yeah well. it's not like a, okay you're 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 a single guy that's a telemarketer looking looking for love and you know you find it you know like in the weirdest of places like some weird rom-com and everything like that each one of the roles that he tends to like take up and everything like that are very very niche and like like the research that you have to do to be to be adept at playing these I, characters you know is what? amazing i can't even think of a movie like a rom-com that he was in or anything like that or i mean like prestige is kind of a romantic film right sort of right but like you know i can't really think of a movie where he had a leading female lead and like that was a driving factor of the plot i can't even think of one he probably never well okay little woman right or that's he had two he had Winona Ryder and Kirsten Dunst which is you know that was an interesting movie how about Equilibrium oh actually you know what there's another movie I, we, I didn't put on my list because I had you know we have 14 movies on my list is Dick the Dick Cheney like biopic oh, oh yeah so I haven't, haven't seen recent. that film so I haven't watched that but you know he was nominated for Academy Award for that and a lot of people said you got Vice. into like in the first five minutes you oh, even Vice. forget that's Christian Bale or Vice, Vice that's what it's called but Dick Cheney yeah and, interesting and they said not, it's not only because of the makeup and the prosthetics but you really do believe he is Dick Cheney no yeah, I have to watch this movie I haven't watched it I'm gonna see it any last words on Christian Bale what do you think I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna defend my earlier hypothesis and everything like that it's probably has a very, very strong case at saying that he is the greatest actor of his generation. That's kind of, again, when, when we kind of constrain that and we define that. Um, I mean, he's done a lot of movies, and he has a 30-year career span. Yeah. Which is actually, like, you know, it's kind of surprising when you think about it, because you know, if you're just off the top of your head, you're probably like, yeah, he probably did. He, he did a good amount of movies, but he did a ton. And... You know, I don't. I don't know. He's still at the top of his game. I wouldn't say he's the greatest actor of the generation, but like, not, he's up there. It's not in the ranks of uh, Marlon Brando, for example, or Daniel Day Lewis. Not yet, anyway. But yeah, I, maybe he needs another Academy he Award or something. He and route to that. I mean, he's clearly even say he. I mean, and as far as what he's accomplished against Brando, I mean, as much as I love Brando. What were Brando's finest moments besides Godfather? Who's the guy that died in a, in a car crash back in 1955? James Dean yeah we're still talking about him and he only made three movies so he has that charisma and the acting chops too. but what three movies were they Streetcar Named the Desire Giant. 
streetcar named Desires, Brando. That, I'm talking about uh, James well, Dean. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Giants, one of them, Liz Taylor, and everything else, uh, and, and Rock Hudson. Those Beca- kind of because Marlon Brando's but, career kind of fell apart after. Well, it did because of his. Apocalypse oh, Now, right? Yeah, he did, he did Godfather, then he did Apocalypse Now, and then he did The Island of Dr. Moreau, and that yeah, basically killed on, his... you know, it just, like, went all the way down. But, I mean, Christian Bale right now, I mean, he he knocks it out of the park on almost every time he... he and look at that, Ken's got 14, and that's not even his, his entire filmography. Yeah, I had to cut my list down twice. <laughs> so, I'm really, like, 30 And, and I'm, 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 th- I'm thinking, okay, so among his contemporaries now, for the time he's been working... You're thinking like maybe your Gerard Butlers, your Michael B. Jordans, your um, who else would be considered in that in that timeline? I mean, Gerard Butler and Michael B. Jordan are like way too different yeah. like age gaps, right? Yeah. Okay, well, well, let's talk. Okay, Ford versus Ferrari. Would you say he's he's got a better career than Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely more than Ben Affleck. Probably more than Matt Damon. Yeah, definitely more than Matt Damon. Like I feel like I, I, I feel like Christian Bale only just takes difficult to play roles, yeah. like, and he just does them it well. Seems that he doesn't way, always yeah. do perfect, but I mean, he well, plays let's well. let, let me ask a question in a in a in a reverse way. Uh, name me an actor that in this generation that is better than Christian Bale. Robert Downey Jr. Maybe. Leo. Leo. Maybe Leo. I'm going to say Brad Pitt is arguably, he's up there. You know, I, I thought Brad Pitt was always just a pretty face, like for the first actually, he could act half Brad of his Pitt. career. But then, I mean, he's actually pretty. But I think not as well as uh, Chris and Bill. Matthew McConaughey. If you're into the Matthew McConaughey hype. <laughs> yeah. And what's funny is a lot of these guys that we're mentioning were also in movies with Christian Bill. That's true. Oh, it's hard to say. Christian Bill, he's solid. He's consistent. He's like a good pound cake, you and know. It's go, always I, I would it's always on point. You know what you're gonna get. It's just like delicious. And on that, that was note, an interesting analogy. I've, I've, I would have never come up with I that. I'm craving some pound cake right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, clearly. Yeah. On that note, we're gonna end this episode of Real Talk. Remember, you can catch us every week. Uh, we talk about movies. Let us know um, in the podcast comments what actors or genres or movies or categories you want us to cover in our next episode uh remember real talk is brought to you by the fine folks at tango theaters where you can watch christian bell's new movie ford versus ferrari in theaters now and we will see you next time happy Happy movie. movie